Go Light presents Murder Most Irish. Hello, Which one? Nope. Nope. Welcome to this week's episode of Murder Monster. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I never knew there was a love like this before. I don't think I'm trying to think about any any info. Never had. We should. Oh, I did write stuff down. To show me the love. Hold on. Sarah Jane and I have to start keeping notes to talk about things. Notes. Open. I have written. Airplane story. I have nothing else. Yeah, no, that's it, because you wrote no notes for you. you. I just say to you, I don't know what to tell. I've got a thing. I have nothing. Anyway, went to Gothenburg, Sweden. Beautiful. Beautiful place. Lovely. Gorgeous. Fabulous. Yeah. A wonderful place. Do you know what I liked about it? Go. There was nobody there. There's no Maz. Norway. No Maz. Uh, and no, we, don't, we say Maz, we don't mean you. We don't mean people with kids. That's not what we mean. No, you have There's to be from... There's a specific thing when we say Maz. There was no hell yeah. There's no mass. Yeah. There's no people with unruly <laughs> with unruly children calling them cunts in the middle of the street. There was yeah. none of that. There was no horses on the corner. There was no. There was no people. There was no religion. Mm. Like there wasn't a man standing on the streets screaming no. about how we're all going to hell. Okay. No, cool, none cool, of that. Cool, cool, cool. There was no. I felt safe. Good. I felt that's a nice way to be. Yeah. Like I felt safe. I felt oh yeah, love it. Wonderful. I'm happy here. We're okay. Yeah, Life is I'm sure good. there's problems. Of and I was on problems. a little trip, so like obviously that's like blue sky thinking. They're massively racist. But like that's their shoe. But yeah, sure. like you know. Did you see any goths? No, because no, I didn't really like the weather. We I was in a storm. Yeah, you were saying the weather was yeah, really, yeah. really so bad. The weather was really awful. So anyway, next morning I got in there the night before everybody because I live in Ireland and it takes fucking two whole flights it's crazy to get to, to, get to get there, yeah. Gothenburg. Um and um so got there fine it was raining but it wasn't like terrible and the view was beautiful and that was a hotel's fab I stayed for anybody who follows me on TikTok I stayed in the upper house hotel in Gothenburg and I would fucking highly recommend it Gothenburg um I stayed in the Gothia Towers anyway not full of goths <laughs> no to, like very that time uh, just me <laughs> um then. Everyone, so the next day uh, the a storm was rolling in but before the storm really rolled in we had this like re- I mean like insanely dense fog so when I woke up very early in the morning there was four kilometres of visibility but I could see the fog from the like because my room was up like 20 second 25 floors right so I could see the fog and it was over near the airport and then as the morning went on when I tell you this fog I could not see if I held my hand out was it proper and I couldn't see my hand in front of my face I couldn't even like video you to show because like I couldn't that's show so you that's so cool like in Gothenburg right yeah. so then uh, everybody that I work with was getting on a plane at 9am their time which is 8am my time right or is it the other way around anyway is it your way around? It's your way around. So it was 9am your time, 8am their time? Yeah, so it was 10am for me, 9am oh, okay. for them. So anyway, they landed and I was like, they, I didn't know if they landed. I texted them to be like, all right, see you. So then when they got there, my manager was telling me that the pilot came, as they were like trying to land, the pilot came over the intercom on the plane and he was like, we need you to switch off 
all of your devices. They can't be on airplane mode. They can't be on the one. Like, and if you are not on airplane mode under no circumstances, if you like, you need to turn your phone turn off, it off. Turn your device off. We cannot see the airport. We can't see the runway. So oh. we're going to land this plane with autopilot. Because the pilot is going to use the radio waves to talk to the command tower. And your inter, your Wi-Fi is the... Interfering. Ex- like, I always, I just do what I'm told. I do what I'm told as well. Didn't yeah, think yeah. about it. He was like, the frequency is so incredibly similar to the frequency that we use to talk to the, like, essentially use to look at, like, yeah. the computer that tells us where we are. And so they, Kathy was like, they landed and she was like, I even know we were on the ground until I felt that. She was like, because we, it was just fog. It just looked like we were in cloud. There, there would have been shit on my seat if somebody yeah, said that to me. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that when she told me. Like, I was like, Emma would have That's had. That's so frightening. Yeah, she was like, when it, like, and then she sent me a picture from the plane and she was like, like you couldn't, couldn't see anything. See anything like nothing I was like this is insane insane like it's cool to be on the ground in it so I was having a fight with a man beside me coming back from Manchester because <laughs> he wouldn't get off the phone to his wife he's FaceTiming like when you were in the sky we were fl- we were taken off and he had his headphones in he was FaceTiming I said excuse me sir turn your fucking phone off airplane mode airplane and we weren't on like because the Lufthansa flights that I took to get to Sweden yeah I had the option of like buying Wi-Fi yeah and then because I was in business class I, I think I got free Wi-Fi right we were on fucking Ryanair flight there was no Wi-Fi for this motherfucker and by the way your Wi-Fi doesn't turn off until you've taken off so your Wi-Fi option on the plane doesn't come on until you like have taken off and did he turn it off we just pretended that you could near me and I was like sir See, here's what I would have done. Air to air. They can't get up, but you're taking off. Oh, you're taking off. What's wrong with people? So I was like, you need to turn your phone off. Like, I saw a video on Instagram a while ago of this girl being removed from a plane because she wouldn't get off her phone. And the air host, air, not host, what's the correct term? I don't know. I call them air hostesses. Whatever they're. Where air they're, hosts. Where air like, people. Turn your phone off. And she was like, lost her shit and screaming at them. And there's people in the comments being like, what's the big deal? Let her be on her phone. I'm like, are you not fucking stupid? Do you not realize? What is wrong with you? Like, turn your phone off. Just have a bit of fucking common sense. If the, the airlines like, turn your phone off. I want to live. So whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do it. I know, but it's not as if they've like decided flight attendant is the right thing to do. Flight attendant, that's right it. I think, pardon, yeah. um, it's not as if they've decided to do something. Like, there's a reason. There's, there's a, a reason, reason, yeah. And the reason is just what I explained. Exactly. And she just, she fucking lost it. And they were like, get off the plane. They threw her off. People get thrown off planes every day. I've seen a woman get thrown off a plane today. <laughs> like on, online? <laughs> and her husband just sat silently beside her. I get it. I'd probably be the same thing. Um, no, I think she was like, I think the fella sitting next to her was like a Trump supporter and she was like, like, she Screaming pretty much was like giving out to him. And I didn't disagree with what she was saying, but I was like, oh, so you're on a plane. Like, and she was like, can he be moved? I don't want to sit next to him. And yeah. about her husband? No, about the guy sitting oh, next to her. Next and her. the guy sitting next to her was like, yeah, can uh, you move me? Yeah, can you move me? And then yeah. they came down and were like, you to get off the plane. And she was like, I'm not going anywhere. And her hus- and she was like, my mother-in-law just died, his mother. And I realised this was her husband because her husband was just sitting there with his hand across his chest oh. just looking blankly in space. What a stupid cunt! <laughs> what do you do when his mum just died? Yeah, and then um, oh, they were like, can you please, you, you like, this is, on a, this is only got one of two ways. You get up and come on us and we're going to take you off the plane, plane forcibly. Like, you cannot. But like, I airlines in America terrifying 
TSA in America. I feel like I'm being something's being inserted into my arse when I'm walking through that place. <laughs> like I feel like they're fully up there digging in. Like they terrify me. Like, like and the there's no like when you're in Dublin airport they'd be like lads take your laptops out of your bags but they're like take your laptop like they're screaming so you. you're immediately like and then there's no like when you're putting your bags into the there's no control like you're just every like it's, yeah because you know in Dublin airport it's like five three two like they put yeah I've been with you in New York and you do get not in really, JFK airport you get really stressed out it fucking stresses me out so much because they're like shouting out the staff stress me whereas I get like what yeah, you, sorry. You do the opposite. Sorry, would you like to give me a place to pump my bag? <laughs> There's just yeah, but it was so funny the last time. Shove said, your finger up my ass. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> last time we Sarah Jane and I were in JFK, we just noticed that all the staff were like had like side jobs. Yeah, they all. So had they were jobs. all like handing cards out to. But no, it's cause me and Emma. Everybody in New York were hairdressers. Everybody, but there was like this girl with cards, and she, I think she was like a nail tech or a hairdresser. She was a nail tech and a nail, and then there was another girl who like specialized in weaves. That's it. Yeah, and she taught we were wearing weaves, yeah. and I was like, honey, no, that's cultural that's, appropriation. We, and we <laughs> never do that. We are white. We are. Why does um, the driven snow? Like but yeah, never she, in my life would I be like, yeah, I'll have a weave, a weave please. please. They were handing out. She was handing out cards for people, like people just normally people standing in the lines. And she was yeah, like, and she they hey. were like girls, and I was like, oh my god, you could. And that girl who was uh, the girl who specialized in, yes. in weaves, she had the most amazing hair. Oh, Do you she remember? Was gorgeous, yeah, her hair was like so. It was, was like beautiful. you know when you see. Uh, people of colour have that like pr- that uh, comb that they heat up yes her, it's, I think it's kind of like a flat, press a press flat press, uh, press yeah something along those lines hot comb anyway Sorry, whatever it's called we don't know but it was her hair was perfect yeah it was perfect like it was glossy just sitting oh. like just so beautifully I have to poo oh okay okay back in a minute bye it's poo time Sarah you tell the people the story a few moments later hello I didn't do a poo <laughs> I'm probably going to do a poo in a few minutes because it's there she's right there oh pain me tummy do you want to take a break? Uh, no, it's okay. It's just a pain in my stomach because I need to Is that because you took that nausea tablet? I think it might. Oh, oh, maybe I'm pregnant. <laughs> the baby's coming. Imagine if I get bright. I will keep that rolling. Do you remember that uh, EastEnders Content. episode where Sonia was pregnant and she didn't know when she gave birth? No. Yeah, my parents used to like, when I was younger, I hate those shows. I, never I hate them so much. My parents used to watch EastEnders religiously. My brother was like weirdly obsessed with EastEnders. Really? My brother was really into soaps. Was, or your parents are kind of those people that took it like really, you know, people take soaps really seriously and they kind of almost act like this is real life. No, thank God. Thankfully. But they won't watch it like, like EastEnders is on every fucking night. And don't they do, my mum used to watch the Omnibus on a Sunday. Oh, great. So they show the entire that. week of EastEnders on a Sunday. The only thing that I really know about EastEnders is that, uh, Panty and, I want to say Veda, but I could be wrong. The drag queens did that skit on these characters in EastEnders. And it's us two sisters, I believe. And one of the sisters is fighting with the other one. And she's like, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my mum. And the other one goes, yes, I am. And then it goes, do, 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 do. And the drag queens do a piss take on that. Oh, I love it. Hilarious. That's the only thing I know about I EastEnders. I think that might be... um. Dirty, uh, dirty Dan, dirty Dan, dirty, dirty Dan. Dirty Dan, yeah. Okay, I know that name. Yeah, I think I remember Michaela. I used to always call Michaela. Um, what's the one that went to Michaela? Cats. I used to call Michaela Cats later. That's really mean. <laughs> so mean. Let me see. Michaela has like fashion sense, like Cats later. She's got much better as she's gotten older, but like back in the day, she looked like Cats later, and she's put her makeup. I on just like put in Cats later. later, and it auto auto filled into Cats later. Total slag. Oh. Okay, I gotta go poo. A few moments later. Hello, I'm back from my poo. I hope we keep all of this in. Keep that entire gap. 
Complete silence. You know, I was sitting here on my phone in silence. Yeah, I want to keep all um, uh, I went to see uh, a play last night. I went to see Fun Home. I'm not a musical gal. I'm not interested not. in musicals. No. I will say I booked these tickets without knowing it was a musical. And then Colin was like, or Colin booked when he was like, uh, I was like, we're going to a play. I thought it was a play. Okay. Fully thought it was a play. Colin was like, no, it's a musical. I was like, okay, grand. So I went to see it last night and it was. So fucking good. And I don't know how kids are so talented. Why were they see kids? It like, yeah, there was, well, so the play is basically, it's based on the book, the graphic novel Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. Um, and so how they do the play is they do it as her as a 43-year-old, her as a 19, no, 18-year-old, and her as an 8-year-old. So they have a little girl playing her and then obviously the middle and then her, older. And uh, these kids, man. How do they have so much talent? I don't know. What was I doing at eight? Getting ticks in the grass. Probably had tics? Lyme disease. Yeah, I had ticks before. We were always out playing in the hay. So I could potentially have Lyme you disease. You could have Lyme disease. could have Lyme disease. Maybe that's strong. Um, but everybody, if you get a chance, go see Fun Home in the Gay Theatre. It's absolutely fucking amazing. Um, I did now, when it started, I was like, because I can't deal with like really earnest musicals. Like they're not my thing. But as it went on, it's very dark. It's very depressing. Um, there's obviously mentions of suicide. So it's not like you're happy, like, we're going to the fart. Like, it's not that. It's um, incredibly well done. The funniest part, right? Not <laughs> so there's three kids in it. There's her and her two brothers. And one of the youngest boys in it, these must be about seven or eight. But they all have to put on American accents because it's set in, I want to say, Philadelphia. And uh, the youngest boy, he's so little that it's, how would he put on an American accent? So he's kind of, you can hear, he's obviously a real dog. Aww. So th- there was one part of it where they were talking to one of the characters in it and he's talking about the movie Lovebug. And he's like, have you seen Lovebug? <laughs> and it's just this really piercing double accent. He's so little. Aww. Like, he's like this size. The fucking energy, they were like singing and dancing. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. And then the way, there was no interval. So there was no stop, no intermission. And the way the set was, they were like, dragging in and out furniture yeah themselves and then dancing and singing and I was like what the fuck so if you get a chance fun home the gay theatre uh, it's absolutely amazing the guy who plays the dad is fucking unbelievable um, and the kids are awesome so we really enjoyed it last night and then we went to the see Colin's friend's band afterwards and I've never felt old as old in my life I was oh like, yeah you were like me in Newcastle fucking old so old and everybody was so drunk and they were like bashing into us and I was like I'm too old to be here. So did you leave? Because you're irritating me and I don't want to be irritated by it because it's a bar and it's packed and that's going to happen. But you know, they're just like elbowing you and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this is a bar, a packed bar. People are drunk. It's going to happen. But I was like, I want to go home. We, we stayed until the end of their set. Um, Grand Theft Audio, they're called. So they do the songs oh, yeah, from Vice, Vice City. So I must Colin, know them through Colin. Colin's friend, um, Kazakh, is in it. And yeah, I just, at the end of it, I was like, oh, I just want to go home. I really... I'm aware that me and Emma are old because here's old. what happened yesterday. She, once you messaged me and said I'm going to a play and I said, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> a play, a musical. I was not invited for one. Oh, because uh, I, I get invited everywhere, do I? So me. you go with your friends. I invite uh, you No, you don't invite me anywhere. I don't have I no friends. I went to friends. Lansing, to see Oppenheimer. Was I invited to Oppenheimer? You no, I wasn't. You came, would you? I wasn't invited. No, I wouldn't have invited you. Yeah, to. there you go. Now, so. You'd just be sitting there between me and Liz. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's my one other friend. Well done, me. <laughs> like, 
Um, so, uh, yeah, then she was like, well, going to a musical, I said, well, do you know what? I'm I'm sorry I wasn't invited because I think you would have had a better time with me. But um, I hope you have a great time. And, and you didn't say musical because you didn't know, you just said play. Yeah. And I said, have a great time. And then the next message I got was her in a pub being like, look at the toilet. Look at the... Uh, Wallpaper. wallpaper in this bathroom well, but it was so fabulous fancy. it was so and fancy it looks so nice in your and I, I went she is right <laughs> that is fabulous <laughs> and it would look and at no point was I like oh you're out and I want to come out no it was a show like I was, I, no. I was exhausted now I will say no, Graham put on a movie where you're like drooling five minutes yeah. I saw five minutes of it and then I woke up at the end and said to Graham and they all did yeah. And he was like, <laughs> "You slept through that entire fucking film." It's Gra- Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the, the new, new one, one, is it? Oh, okay, I haven't seen that. I d- I didn't see any of it. None of it. I mean, none of was it. Was that because you were out with your dad and stuff that day? I think it's just I've been traveling been so traveling much, so much, and I then like obviously when I'm traveling, I'm not. It's not as if I don't go to work the next day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like like I work. get up and I go to work the yeah, next yeah. day. So there's no um, break in and between. And then when I'm traveling, I'm working, and all the rest. There is no break in between, and then. Yeah, so I think my body was tomorrow. like, my body was like, oh, you're, you're on done. your sofa. You're done. Yeah. You just take every Sleeping moment time. of it. Like, and you're traveling again tomorrow? Fucking off to Birmingham tomorrow. Birmingham. And, uh. Might be a bit of crack though. Uh. It will, it will. It, like, yeah, I, I like time. traveling, you but I, I feel really guilty this, particularly this one, because I haven't. Spent, like, even today. Yeah, Lily, but Lily, Lily's come to see you, right? Yeah, I know, but she'll come to the very end of the week, and she didn't see me this weekend. But like she was with you when you were with your dad and she's stuff. She's gone out today, but... Sorry, oh, sorry, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Where's she gone today? Um, Hoped. My dad's playing some festival. Oh, okay, cool. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I just was like... My body was like, oh, I need a new bed. <laughs> I need a new bed so bad. I'm sleeping in all these hotel beds. <laughs> is it the bed or the mattress? It's my mattress. I realise how bad my mattress is because I'm not sleeping in it. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I like come home and my back is fine and then I get into that fucking it's bed. It's killing my hip. I think my claim is going to be settled for my insurance for my car. Fantastic. When? I got a letter from like the PIAB being like... What is the PIAB? I think it's the, like Insure Injuries Board. Oh, Personal Injuries, injuries A Board. board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly um, what it stands for. It's going to be Oprah Rich. Oprah Rich, baby. Um, and we'll do something once I get my money. We'll go somewhere together, me and you. Um, but yeah, to a play, to a play, no. a musical. Did you actually enjoy, even though it was a musical? Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, I think it's because I like I like the book anyway, so I knew I was gonna enjoy. But it is the book a musical? No. So why did they decide to graphic do a musical? novel? I think I don't know. I really don't know why they did it because they could have put it on as a play. Like they just could have done it as a play. Like so, I don't know why they chose to make a musical. But it was good. Like the way they did it was excellent. Oh, okay. Um. Just, you know, that I will say, and I don't mean to be bad, but, like, I sometimes can't take actors and musicals oh, seriously. Really oh, my God. That for me is like, the thing. Calm down. So, you know, my inability to remove reality yeah, from the thing yeah, I'm yeah, watching. Yeah. So, you know, like, we went to see Oz, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about it is the music. I didn't love the story. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think because in that sense of a musical... That's really removed from reality because yeah. it's like it's an like imaginary, an imaginary world. world. There are witch. There's yeah, a wizard, yeah, yeah. isn't it? But you know when like the likes of Rent, I tried to watch Rent, and I was like, everyone has AIDS in yeah, this. I can't deal with it. This is a very serious, and they're like, I can't afford to pay my rent. No, it's too much. And all the 
love my friends and I think, but I think what it is as well is we're not an earnest people Irish people no. we're not earnest we're not like that to us is really like what's happening someone you know? said something to me during the day and I was like oh you are very earnest yeah I think that's one thing and I'd like to be less like that because I think it's nice to enjoy things like that but I'm not I can't so when it did start I was like yeah, just but then I, I got into it. I was like, okay, it's and fine, I think it's that thing where you like remove, like you remove your, you kind of get into it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think it's a little bit easier. But even like then at the end of it, I'm like, like we went to see, I went to see the Spider Man musical when it was. Oh yeah, there. I remember you telling With me Leslie. that. <laughs> and the only reason that was the one that she got me to go to, I was like, I'm not going to fucking anything else other than something is so ridiculously stupid, so bad. That thing was a fucking death trap. Wasn't it? Didn't they keep getting stuck on the... He got, it broke off. It broke at the very end and he was just dangling over me and Leslie what in the auditorium. What do you do with that, like? And, uh, me awkwardly was like, ah! <laughs> oh, did you hear? What do you do? And I mean, like, he was no more than six foot away from my head and I was what just looking right up mess. at him. But someone didn't someone die? Isn't that why that one got oh, close? Someone got very either dead or, or really badly very injured. badly injured jumping around that show. Of course Bono was uh, involved in that. Yeah. Of course. Like, good man, Bono. But I will say I'd like to see you two in that big sphere in Las Vegas. The big guy. I don't like you two. No. But I'd like to go to that sphere thing. The big guy. Yeah, I do like that people keep, you know, there's like a thing on TikTok where you can pretend you're the sphere. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw someone in the scrap of the Gemma is a fat cunt. <laughs> someone put, up, put it on the, um, that video, the really funny video with the two guys, with the two guys arguing about us. Uh, yeah, that was, someone put that on it. And I that's was not my favorite myself. one. She's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you got any housekeeping? Housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, here's housekeeping. I don't know if we're going to have tote bags for merchandise. We've tried. We don't know if it's happening. It's I just expensive. want everybody to know that we actually have tried Sarah Smallner's shoe. Um, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm really, really sorry. So, so far, we're going to have prints and enamel badges. That's what we can get so far. As I said, we're hoping to get tote bags, but it, they might not be available for, for the live shows. But we will have prints. And I also wanted to ask, um, even if people want to reply to this on the Facebook, because Sarah and Colin are on the Facebook, um, if you guys want us to sign the prints, I don't know if that's a good or bad idea. I think that's a good idea. Someone suggested it, and then I didn't know. Here's how my brain worked. I was like, is that arrogant? of me to presume you want to print sign that's how my brain works too yeah I was like is that arrogant so just what do you think do you think we should sign them should we not sign them um, I just don't want to ruin your print that's all like I, I, I don't want you to be like oh I don't like that there's writing on this so if you could pop into the old Facebook page or Instagram I'm on Instagram Sarah's on Twitter and just let us know what you think that'd be great I wonder are we going to get heckled someone heckles me I've got <laughs> bunched up lads I actually tell you do not heckle Sarah Jane like she will come down off the stage with a flashlight like so heckle <laughs> you know I'm like I know don't heckle her um, don't be angry Michaela's there Michaela is there lads what does Michaela say if you can't be nice <laughs> if you can't be nice <laughs> <laughs> so don't heckle Sarah or she said she, don't push her luck she will come for you if you say anything to her uh, um, but I think that's everything that's everything I have do you oh Lauren and Nikita my niece and my adoptive y- niece yes and Graham's adoptive daughter Lauren Paul's <laughs> Graham, her, her dad, dad. Um, are starting a podcast called what's it it's called Sister Sister but spelt C-Y-S-T-R like cyst Ah. yeah and she sent me the artwork today that she did on Canva and it's so fucking cute uh, yeah so they're starting a podcast and it's all about female empowerment and sexuality yes um, and if any of you know I've spoken about Nikita before you can follow her on TikTok she has had a history with like cervical 
concert? No, ovarian cancer. Jesus, that's terrible. I didn't even know that. Um, she has endometriosis. Lauren works in fertility. Yes. Um, as a, a, a medical assistant. So they have tons of experience with like... I'm delighted for them. Uh, the females of the world. Because we were um, only telling them we were in London. We were like, start a podcast. Also, Lauren is the being, funniest fucking human being on the planet. She is funny as fuck. She could do stand-up tomorrow. Yeah, she makes so me funny. laugh so much. Um, and Nikita is so smart and so funny and so sweet and uh, we think it's going to be a great podcast. Yeah, and as They asked as we, if we'd be on it. Of course. As soon as they get started, uh, we will make sure to pop their stuff on our page and things like that. As soon as they're comfortable yeah. with everything, we will do that. We will keep you informed but I'm absolutely delighted for him. She messaged me today and I was like, no way! So I'm yeah. really happy for her. Really, really happy for and you should all When they start, everybody should message Lauren and ask her to tell her period story. <laughs> oh, yeah, please do. It's when Lauren got her period, it's, so it's the best story ever. <laughs> Fucking love Lauren. Okay, I think that's everything. Colin's going to put an ad in here. Hey, Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximilian, his bell bag and some surprises along the way but that's not all every single week due to popular demand we will be bringing you a full length story whether it be miscellaneous most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show murder most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favourite albums but wait there's even more how about MMI Drive the fan favourite podcast show where MNC Sarah Jane drive around Dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly Ask Me Arse segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two. So what are you waiting for? Come on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month. Give my mommy six euros. Okay, so this week we're doing part two of the case of Nora Sheehan who... Um, it's basically her case was the oldest cold case ever to be prosecuted in Ireland. Nora died in 1981 and her killer was only brought to justice just on the 4th of August. Just gone. So um, I have all my references. They're all the same references as last week, but I'll make sure that they're in the show notes as well because people have been asking me for references. So I'll pop them in there. Um, once again, mer- mentions of sexual assault, sexual violence, um, attempted sexual violence, and obviously brutalization of a human being. So, <clears throat> just all the warnings before we delve into this. Also, lots of legal jargon, which can be very boring when you're writing it. But you didn't like last week. I found this story enjoyable is the wrong word because it's a terrible story but I know, it was I know, like gripped oh that's good like you did such a good job oh, poor Nora poor I just don't Nora. like yeah and she just made like she oh she breaks my heart like this it's heartbreaking the poor woman because I think the most frustrating part about it is I know that the fact that this happened in 1981 maybe she could have got a little bit of help if it was a couple of years later do you know what I mean but 
She didn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to go back. So basically the end of last week, I told you guys that um, this gentleman, Noel Long, uh, had been previously arrested for Nora's murder. He had been released without, um, what's the word? Sentencing. And it, 42 years later, a little bit less than 42 years later, he gets a call from a guard at being basically like, hey, we have new information. You can come and talk to us by yourself, by yourself or without you your lawyer or you can get your sister. So... Um, he said he said fuck, fuck you and then he was then subsequently arrested after that so we're going to go back to so in 2008 27 years after Nora's murder a crime review unit in Angarda Shiakana which was set up to deal with cold cases began to examine the DNA found at Nora's murder scene the slide which Dr. Timothy Creedon had preserved was sent to the UK for further DNA testing. At the time, Ireland did not possess the high-grade testing that was needed to, te- to detect and interpret low amounts of DNA. So because this slide was so old, like it was so old, it was like 40 years old. It had degraded. And because the uh, sample came from the decomposing body of a human being, the DNA wasn't as detectable or strong. And Nora had been left to the elements for six days. So, yeah, six days. So there was rats, there was mice, there was animals eating her. You know, she was decomposing. So the DNA that they would have gotten was not as effective as if she had been found on the same day. Isn't that weird, right? Not weird. Isn't it amazing? I listened... Two. Oh my god, I forgot to tell you about this podcast I listened to. I think I might have told you. It's like the serial one, but it's the one you about, about it, DNA. I have to to. Yes, yes, I have to listen to that. I think it's like, I'll, I'll get it and we can put it in the show notes, but it's about how DNA te- technology has come so far that now the problem is, is that they pick up Every piece of DNA. Right. And so in like a, one of the cases in, in this story that the guy like referred to as like, this is, this proves my point. There was a guy that was arrested for the murder of a woman because they found his DNA on like a tissue she was holding. Okay. But it turns out that guy was in an ambulance having a heart attack at the same time this woman was murdered and what it actually transpired is when her body went to the like hospital the same paramedic was involved <gasps> with transporting her and he transferred that man's dna onto, onto the this, tissue onto the tissue Dude. that she had that's fucking crazy and the the police were like this is our guy cuz when he was African African American and two he had priors and only for he happened to be having a heart attack and had full like uh, alibis he was going to be like they were like because they were like because now the way the it tends the prosecutors go and it's the same thing here is they go well your DNA is there yeah so it's immediately like well if it's there then you did it and so then what the 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 whole point of the case because this case is actually a really interesting one because this murder happened at a Halloween party Okay. So this murder and a sexual assault happened at a Halloween party where the apartments that this woman lived in had been like completely open to like anybody could come, come in. Come in, right? And the person that they like essentially said murdered her was this like one again African American guy who had priors who was at the party who was like bunking on someone's floor that lived like two doors down from her. And then in actual fact, I won't ruin the podcast, yeah. but it's pretty apparent who did do it. Um, 
But what happens is once the police go, oh, there's DNA there, because they've got bias, they're like, well, that's the guy. That's him. But other people's DNA was there. And they didn't they go... Didn't. They, well, they did, but they just didn't do it as hard. Crazy. Because their unconscious bias didn't tap in. Yeah, because it's immediately like, well, he's African-American. We don't really give a fuck after any of the, anything yeah, else. Yeah. And his DNA. And, and so, and then, like, the other thing is from, like, my point of view, if I'm sitting in a jury, mm-hmm. because I, my my understanding, and probably if I hadn't watched it, listened to the The layman's term understanding. It's like, your DNA is there, but you, you did You did it. Like, how'd your DNA get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that but is the DNA thing. Cross is so contamination is a thing. Yeah, cross-contamination like, is... Absolutely, I think. Oh, that's your phone. Okay. Oh, sorry. That was Fabio texting. Um, so um, anyway, I went off on a tangent. Pang- no, no, tangent. that's really interesting because we do talk but, about But like, it's amazing how far we've come because her, even where her that DNA being degraded. Yeah. And the only thing I will say about the, the idea of this, the only thing is this DNA was found in her vagina. So it's yeah. not like... That was the other... This yeah. woman had DNA in her, but they couldn't tell. This poor woman. Listen to that podcast. What's it called? It's the serial. I'll one, is find it? it. It's serial. I think it might be season two or season three. I started Scamanda. Oh, Scamanda! Everybody listen to Scamanda. Listen to and it's a fucking great someone, name for a someone podcast. Someone on Twitter rec- re- like um, recommended it. Yeah, because I was looking for stuff when I was traveling. Listen to Scamanda. Yeah, listen to Scamanda. It's great. It's great. Uh, sorry. Da, 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 da. So DNA specialist Dr. Jonathan Wishaker of Forensic Science Services in Birmingham was able to generate a male partial profile using a technique called low copy number or LCN. Now LCN DNA which is also now termed low template DNA, may refer to any situation where a small amount of DNA is present in a sample based on the sample type, in parentheses, for example, an item that has been handled and or the estimated quantity of DNA determined using routine quantification assays. So that's just from, I can't remember those websites. I have the name of the website actually in there because I was like, what does that mean? So as the sample was quite old and taken from the decomposed remains of Nora, Dr. Wishaker noted that LCN was the most effective method of ensuring a DNA profile. So it basically means if there's old ass DNA, they'll use this method of taking samples from it. So LCN began being used in forensic cases in 2002. However, it is not without its criticisms and controversies. In 2007, Sean Hoey was on trial for the murder of 29 people in the OMA bombing. The judge had an issue with the validation of the DNA through LCN, which led to a temporary suspension of the test in the UK and Wales, and a review was carried out. Ultimately, Hoey was found not guilty of the bombing in December 2009 by Justice Weir. In April 2009, Brian Caddy carried out a review of, on LCN in which he found that although there was no reason not to trust the validity of the testing, he suggested a, that a quantification step be introduced. So he's like, it's not wrong, but we need to put like something in place to make sure nothing else goes wrong with this. So it's like a standard, which is a lot of like scientific stuff. They have to have like, what's that word? A benchmark? No. I can't remember the word that they use. Not a benchmark. Oh, well, you do two, you have, you have to do the tests more than once. I can't remember. Anyway, um, so they set that up. So by 2012. I can't move on. I, I need to know what it is. That's shit. By 2012, <laughs> LCN stopped being used as it was superseded by advances in DNA technology and testing. Now, this was 2012. So they did this 
DNA testing in 2008. So what they had was still valid. But by 2012, they kind of stopped using that method. Okay. Um, however, LCN was still used to find a partial or incomplete male match when a search warrant was issued on Noel Long's property in 2021. Here, the Gardaí found a beanie in which the sample taken from Nora was a 1 in 23,000 match for Noel Long. Using this forensic evidence, the Gardaí and DPP were able to put together a file. And on June 27, 2022, at 8.45am, Detective Inspector Eamon Brady of McCroom Garda Station arrested Noel Long. Noel was 72 at this point. He's lived his fucking life. Yeah. On the same day at 11.04am, Noel Long was officially charged with the murder of Nora Sheehan. Long was denied bail as anyone who was charged with murder in, in Ireland cannot avail of bail. He was then granted free legal, legal aid and Eddie Burke became his lawyer. Now, Eddie Burke, Burke was his lawyer up until the point that they went to trial and then his lawyer changed. Okay. The trial, this trial, however, would be different as any previous evidence that was used in Noel's arrest in 1981 could not be used in court due to him being unlawfully held by the Gardaí. Folks, so all of the evidence, everything they put forward, couldn't be used. Because when they arrested him in 1981... They didn't use a proper warrant system. It wasn't even the warrant system. They basically arrested him under Section 30. Yeah. And they were like, we're arresting him. We know he did this, but we're arresting him because we think he robbed a post office. And then the judge was like, no, that's not not how this works. So instead, this trial could only focus on DNA and forensic analysis. That was it. They had nothing else. Because you have to remember, any evidence they had was 40 years old as well as that. The uh, person who did the autopsy was dead. There was Gardy that had interviewed him that were dead, so they couldn't use any of that. So that's the thing with cold cases. That's what starts to happen. They're so near. You know, you can have all this evidence and then it's like, well, that person's dead, so what are we meant to do? 73-year-old Noel Long's trial began in July 2023. It was presided over by Mr. Justice Paul McDermott and a jury of eight men and four women uh, were sworn in and the trial was expected to last four weeks. So, three weeks of this would be pre-trial where there was no jury because there was information being given to the judge in pre-trial that the jury weren't allowed to know about because of what happened in 1981 and the Gardaí fucking up. So during pre-trial, Justice Paul McDermott was offered information about Noel Long's previous convictions, and this was without the jury present. So was that to explain why they did that yet? Because they're not allowed to give any evidence to the jury. The, the judge can hear about it, Oh, but, but the, the jury, jury can't, can't hear pri- anything. Okay. They can't hear any of his priors. They can't hear anything that happened in 1981. They can't hear... But the judge can be fully aware of judge it. The judge can be fully aware of it. The judge well, can know, because they have to do that. They have to be like, the judge needs to know all the information of the case. He has to, he's a judge. But the jury... But isn't whatever the jury decides the be all and end all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh. they're not allowed to know <laughs> Yeah, it's because of what the Gardaí did. It's just, it's because of what the Gardaí did. I have heard of cases where the judge tells the jury... Oh, he gives them a choice. He can say that you can either find this person guilty of manslaughter or guilty of, like, whatever. Okay. Like, so he does that, but not in this case. Um, but yeah, so the judge heard all of this information about Noel and Nora, but the jury heard nothing. Okay. The jury could only hear about the current DNA and the forensics, and then they could were given a slight other bit of information. But this man had a list of convictions, and they didn't know any of this, because what had happened in 1981, his file was locked because he wasn't prosecuted. Okay. So, 
Prosecution counsel Brendan Grehan SE told the court that Long was a suspect in the 1981 murder of Nora Sheehan. And as I mentioned in the last episode, he was arrested for her murder, murder but the Gardaí instead had arrested him under Section 30 due to insufficient evidence. They were like, we can't get him on the murder. We'll say he robbed a post office. Okay. So the jury would remain unaware of this, along with the forensic evidence in Noel's car and on the jumper the Gardaí had seized. A blood sample taken from Noel in Long in 2021 was a match for Nora's DNA on the brown jumper. However, once again, due to the unlawful arrest and the seizing of evidence in 1981, this was also kept from the jury. So they had a spot-on full DNA match of that ju- of Nora's DNA on that jumper, and it couldn't be used because right. of the guard did. So during pre-trial, guarded Jerry O'Connell, who was a member of the notorious murder squad, spoke to the court. He told Justice Weir that Long had confessed that Nora had been in his car and he also confessed to killing her. This is what Garda O'Carroll said. When Long's barrister, Mr. Michael Delaney, put it to Carroll that his client never confessed and he was in fact abused by the Gardaí, O'Carroll vehemently denied this. Mr. Delaney told the court that Long had been brought into a dark room by O'Carroll and had his head immersed in tanks he was told contained body parts. <laughs> Sorry. But Carl told the court this was an extraordinary story, saying, yeah. quote, I can say this to my lord. We don't have body parts lying around in the guard station. <laughs> Mr. Delaney then questioned O'Carroll as to the absence of interview notes attached to the file sent to the DPP at the time of Long's first arrest in 1981. O'Carroll said he was very surprised by this as he had in fact taken notes at the time. Quote, I was a scrupulous keeper of every document I had during my career. This is the murder murder squad guy, right? The murder squad guy, yeah. Garda O'Carroll's interrogation techniques were also brought into question by Mr. Delaney. Jerry O'Carroll was the guardie who elicited a confession from the serial killer John Shaw in the 1970s. Shaw, along with Jeffrey Evans, were charged for the abduction, rape, torture and murder of Elizabeth Plunkett in Wicklow and Anne Duffy in Mayo that year. O'Carroll used religion to get through to Shaw. He asked Shaw to say a decade of the rosary with him and Shaw broke down and confessed. I don't know if you remember, you did that case, remember? Mr. Delaney also put it to Gardo O'Carroll that he would use religion to elicit an emotional response from his client. Long alleged that O'Carroll had organised for a priest or bishop to visit him in the station on the day of his arrest. O'Carroll called this fanciful and denied this ever happened. He was like, you made a bishop come in, a man, or a bishop or a man dressed up as a bishop to come in and interrogate me. And then he put my head in a tank full of body parts. Okay. Eh. Eh. Plus, also, if he was a bishop, it doesn't matter what you tell him, he can tell you. And also, Jerry O'Carroll, whatever, I don't think he's a great person, but I feel like I don't think he put body parts in a tank. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say at this point, everybody knows his reputation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're kind of digging on that. Yeah. Like that, that guy did, did atrocious things. Atrocious things. But like the the bishop thing, like if uh, just being an Irish person and being a Catholic person, we've covered a case where the the local bishop, the local priest was told yeah, 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 and, and didn't, didn't do, do anything. anything. Yeah, and that, I'd say that happens a lot. Sarah. Yeah. So during pre-trial, Justice McDermott also heard that Mister Coakley had passed away a number of weeks after carrying out the post mortem on Nora's body and a cause of death had not been officially determined. However, it was Dr. Coakley's opinion that Nora had died from asphyxiation during her sexual assault. While Dr. Coakley's reports could be read to the jury, they were not to hear his opinion on the cause of Nora's death due to him being unable to give evidence in court. So they could read the notes. 
they read the notes out, but they couldn't read the final part where it was like, this is what happened to her. Right, okay. A friend of Noel's, Noel Long's, named Donal Boyle, gave evidence to the court that he was to meet Noel on the evening of June 6th, close to where Nora was. So, remember Nora was out in the street shouting and hailing down cars? Yeah. Yeah. Noel turned I, up... I thought about that all week. Oh, it was horrible. Horrible. She breaks... breaks my fucking heart, like... Oh, I love just- her. The idea of, like, a vulnerable... Like, that's a vulnerable person. Fully vulnerable person. Like, and then for someone to, like, fully use that vulnerability... Like, they look unwell. I'm going to do what I can to, like, get what, what I need. my opportunity to take this Bastard. person. So, Noel turned up that day to meet Donal. And then they made an arrangement to meet the following day, but he didn't turn up. Once again, the jury were not permitted to hear this part of Donal's evidence. Long's history of sexual assaults and convictions were heard in the pre-trial but not brought before the jury. Judge McDermott heard that the serious crime review team had tried to process a rape allegation against Long in 1982, but the victim didn't want to come forward. Uh, So mentions of Long's 31 convictions that spanned 50 years from 1966 to 2016, he was still doing it, 27 of those are for offences commissioned in Ireland and four in the UK, were read to the court, but once again, not the jury. The convictions included common assault, burglary and traffic convictions. Inspector Eamon Brady told the court that Long received a 12-month sentence in 1971. So this is what they called rape in 1971. So he received a 12-month sentence for, quote, assault with intent to ravish, attempted carnal knowledge and common assault. That's what they called rape. Oh, fucking... Assault with intent to ravish. The jury were now to be included in proceedings in which they heard from Dr. Mary Cassidy, who was called by the defence. She gave evidence that the cause of Nora's death was, quote, unascertained. Dr. Cassidy said there was no evidence that Nora was strangled. However, she agreed with the prosecution that death by asphyxia in one or two different ways could not be proved. Dr. Cassidy also told the court that it could not be ruled out that Nora died from a heart attack during her assault. She said Nora also could have been suffocated due to her face being pushed into a pillow or mattress or blanket. Now, the reason that she said that is that Gardy believed Nora had been murdered elsewhere and then her um, body was yeah, brought to the woods. Her butt, there was like clothing yeah. material and stuff so they from think his that car it was probably is, is in his which car. is clearly in the boot and in the back. Dr. Jonathan Whitaker, he's the DNA specialist, he took the stand to explain to the court that he had received four pieces of Noel Long's personal belongings in 2021 and on one item, a beanie, he found a match for Nora Sheehan's DNA. Is this, does he still have this? Well, he must have had, like, I think what happened is, I feel like I happened because they took four specific items. So they took a beanie and three other things. So I don't know, I feel like somebody might have spoke to them. Like, it just seems very specific for them to take a beanie. Do you know what I mean? Was, like, was he seen wearing a beanie? Maybe. Like, I just think... Her DNA was on the her beanie. Her DNA was on the beanie. The match, yeah. How do you know? Probably not, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Men are disgusting. Like, but maybe I don't know enough about DNA. Well, not maybe. I definitely yeah, don't, I don't know, know enough I, about I don't DNA. know about it Does either. Does the DNA not wash off if you wash it? Apparently not. Apparently not. I so, do something else. <laughs> so from the Irish examiner, Dr. Whitaker said that, quote, the probability of the recovered DNA profile originating from someone unrelated to the, quote, man in the beanie hat will be one in 23,000. So science time. This is from the examiner, from the Irish hey, Bill examiner. Because I, I don't understand any of this. So I'm just going to read you what Dr. Whitaker said. 
Dr. Whitaker said when he tested the epilithial part of the vaginal swab, he obtained a female DNA profile which matched the DNA DNA profile obtained from Miss Sheehan's bloodstain card. Dr. Whitaker said a male partial profile or incomplete profile was developed from the seminal part of the sample in the microscope slide. His opinion as to why the seminal fraction was an incomplete profile was because of the poor quality of the DNA, as I mentioned earlier. The witness said that if the male DNA profile on the microscope slide had not come from the person whose DNA profile was on the beanie hat, then it must have come from somebody else who by the chance had the same DNA profile. Which is not re- like it's a tiny town in Ireland. That's not possible. Like they're they're not saying it in so many words, but they're like, that's not possible. So it'd have to be somebody like very closely related to Nora. Exactly. Or someone very closely related twin. to Noel. Or it would have to be like one of his children who were like four when this happened. Is this a beanie? No, this is Noel's DNA. Oh, so, okay, so this is Noel's DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So it would have to be, they were basically saying... Yeah, they'd saying, have to be like someone incre- like yeah. directly and they And ca- they can't say that specifically, but that's what they're insinuating with this. So at the closing of the trial, Michael Delaney for the prosecution argued that the defence's entire case was built on flimsy forensics and little to no other evidence. He pointed out that LCN had a limited life cycle before becoming unused in 2012. It was his belief that the prosecution had, quote overstated the significance of the match generated from the partial DNA profile and the profile found on the accused's beanie hat. He stated that the prosecution could not state with certainty how Nora died and because of this they failed to prove the intent of murder and in this instance the most a jury could consider was a verdict of manslaughter. Brendan Graham, for the defence, argued in his closing statement that all evidence, including DNA, pointed to the, quote, inescapable conclusion that no long murdered Nora Sheehan in 1981. He asked the jury to infer that after entering her, a car, Nora was assaulted, sexually assaulted, then murdered to cover up Long's, quote, misdeeds. Nora's DNA was found in an item of Long's clothing and he was in the area where Nora had been murdered. Mr. Grahan argued the hard scientific facts could not be argued away. No Long maintained his innocence throughout the four-week trial, but on August 4th, 2023, the jury returned with their verdict and found No Long guilty of the murder of Nora Sheehan 42 years ago. This will be the oldest prosecution ever brought forward for murder in Ireland. Nora's overjoyed family spoke outside the, the court saying... Those connected to Nora think about her almost every day. Unfortunately, we have been unable to think about her many wonderful qualities very often and the horrendous circumstances surrounding her death is what has occupied our thoughts these past 42 years. So many lives have been negatively impacted by this awful crime and we would like to pay special mention to some of Nora's loved ones. We remember our father who died completely heartbroken four years after she was taken from him. He was affected hugely by the loss of our mother and really struggled in his final final years, dying without any form of closure. Visions of how scared she must have been in the final moments, how much pain she was in and how long her violated and injured body laid in the underground, undergrowth, sorry, all alone have been the focus of many of our nightmares. Our peace of mind was taken from us. Sleep hasn't come easy. Relationships have been strained. The happy moments these last few decades 
decades have been tainted with so much grief and sadness. It feels as if we just existed for the longest time, trying to take things day by day, while the person responsible for our dear mother's death has lived their life, never taking accountability for their actions or showing an ounce of remorse, which is very true. He showed no remorse. He just seemed to be like, I didn't didn't give a fuck. We hope that we can now begin the process of dealing with what happened to our mother and go on to live the remainder of our lives at peace and begin to remember our mother for the quirky, feisty, glamorous mother she was. We hope you are at peace now, Mum. We never gave up hoping that one day we would get justice for you and we hope hope we have done you proud. And that is the case of Nora Sheehan and the oldest um, cold case prosecution in the history of our country. Isn't it amazing that one day solved it? Mm-hmm. Like, they solved it back then, but they just did a terrible they job. They did a terrible job, yeah. Um, but that, like, science is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And I always say, like, since the kind of obviously, onset of DNA, so many people are going to prison. Oh, my God, so, so many, many people. So many people that did crimes, like, 30 years ago, their asses are going to jail because... Genial DNA. It's fucking crazy. Like, the fact that they got the Golden State Killer. Like, sometimes I forget that and then I remember and I'm like, oh my God, they got the Golden State Killer. Like, that's insane, Sarah. That man was free for 50 fucking years. But, like, that is the other sad thing is that, like, one day did such a terrible... This man went on to do... Many, many crimes and... They have, I don't know, alleged one case where he did rape a woman in 1982, allegedly, obviously. And then there's another case where he was arrested and given a 12-month sentence for attempted rape, which is what they were trying to say in those stupid words. Attempt to ravish. Attempted rape. So he has... So many jokes I want to make right now, but they're not okay. <laughs> not appropriate. He has a record of sexual violence. This is not picking it out of the sky. Like, you're not picking it out of the air. Do you know what I, I mean? This might be too dark a question. No, go on. But how come she's the only one he killed? I don't know. But is she? Yeah, that's what I... We don't know. But also, there is that thing that they say where sometimes it can just go out of their control and they realise they're going to get in trouble and the only way that they can get the person to shut up is to kill them. And she obviously was, like, so vulnerable. So vulnerable. So vulnerable, that poor woman. So I think that, you know, it's a kind of thing, like, I think a lot of people are going to be scared because they're catching murderers. Like, look at that guy they just caught uh, two, three weeks ago in in the United States, that rapist in Long Island. Fuck me! Mm. Like, his family are like... Did you see his house? Did you see the uh, doll coffins they were pulling out? Like... Do you see the posters where he was drawing on bruises on children? Yeah. Rot in jail, you fucking freak. Like, you absolute freak. Did you see his house? Yeah, his house is fucked. His house is a nightmare, Sarah. Like, it's like if someone drew a nightmare and put it in a gaff. And his, and people, and his family were like, we had no idea. No idea. Uh, I think he might have had. Like, I just saw when they pulled out that glass coffin with the doll and I was like... I actually think you might have known. Under the jail. Yeah, I Dig think it you up, might have known... In. Something was 100% off Like, here. it's crazy, you know. Uh, have you heard anything more about um, Brian Koberger? You know, that guy that was allegedly murdered those college students? No, nothing. I'm very quiet, isn't it? I haven't really seen or heard anything when TikTok was trying to fuck up the case and ruin everybody's lives. Those fucking TikTok sleuths need to calm down. They do. Calm down. I don't care that I'm saying, I don't care who I piss off saying this. Ruining people's lives. For a fucking interaction on TikTok. Yeah. 
accusing that one of those poor, poor girls that was in that house of being involved some way. Yeah. Her friends were fucking stabbed to death. And they were like sick fucks. Because they, he didn't go up near And because she didn't react how they thought she should have reacted. Yeah, no, people are weird. She's an absolute fucking shock. She's that's trauma. Like most people who are in shock shut down. But yeah, like those TikTok sleuths, I'll tell you something for not the amount of them I blocked when I did have a TikTok account because I couldn't listen to them. Um, but yeah, uh, just to say, if anybody is knows Nora's family or is related to Nora, just our deepest condolences because for forty two years those people did not know who murdered their mother, and in the most heinous, grotesque, violent way. So we're glad you got peace. We're glad you got justice. I'm sure he's going to appeal. I haven't heard anything about the appeals yet, but it only happened on the fourth of August. So I'm sure it's coming. But that is one case I will be worried about with appeals. Because although the, obviously the DNA evidence was solid, there are ways around that and there are things that they could do because the case is so old and it's a precedent. It's never, this is the oldest case that they've ever tried. So there is a fear there that, you know, but hopefully he won't and hopefully her, their fam- her family are doing better and all our love to the Sheehans. So that's all I got, friend. Dude. That's it. Science. 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 science! Science, science, Hey, we got some science. science. I'm sorry about all the science speak in jargon, but... Sometimes but science is what they is saving they got more victims. <gasps> I feel like we should do an American case soon. We haven't done anything international in ages. Sure. I am. I have started to do that little boy in Belfast. Oh, Noah. That's a lot, isn't it? But it's difficult to write because there's not a whole lot of information. Yeah. And that's partly why it feels like a cover-up. Yeah. If I'm very honest. I mean, I I, I watched... She gave, she spoke to she some guy. She gave an interview. And I... But I want... Because it's like a while ago. Do you remember we said we wouldn't do it? Because she was like, this is a closed case. Yeah, like I didn't want to get... I didn't want to upset anybody or put... But anybody. now she's saying that like she feels very much like he... Well, the whole thing is a shit show. Oh my God, it's a mess. And to wipe it away with he got a concussion... Seems very um, convenient. I don't want it like because it's part of the case. Two people pawned his takes. Pawned as well. His he had a laptop. Yeah, and a phone. I saw that. Yeah, I heard that in the interview. Two people pawned, and they didn't investigate. Two people pawned his goods, and they didn't investigate it because they said it was just two drug addicts who were looking for money. Did they investigate it? Yeah. Unturn every stone. You found a child in a fucking storm drain. Unturn every fucking stone that you can find to figure out what happened to that kid. Like, and then there's like reports of like screams. Yeah. It's it's just, it's very convenient to say. He went into a storm drain. He he had a concussion. He had a concussion, took off all of his clothes and went into a storm drain. I just find that very, very ridiculous too. Even when it happened, I was like, I remember it happening in real time and just being like, he had a con- what? And he had no clothes. No clothes on him. And they never found his clothes. Like, what the fuck? They never this? found his clothes. I he just... was seen naked. Yeah. He oh, was seen without his, it's, honestly, that case is, oh, and whatever if it's like, he had a concussion. When he was seen naked cycling his bike, he's a kid. He's like, did nobody be like, are you okay? But I think people must have Emma. But I just think they would have went and spoke to the police then. No, I'd say people did ring the police. Yeah, because if I saw, I'm sorry, if I saw a discombobulated 14-year-old naked cycling about a bike up here, I would immediately call the guards. But even if they weren't discombobulated, like, right? Let's yeah, say you call the guards. they're 14 years of age, clearly, you don't know, clearly a child. Yeah. 
clearly a man. Yeah. If I saw a man or a child or like, anybody hi, completely someone naked, naked riding on a, a bike, bike, yeah, 100%. I would call the police to be like, hey, I'm not really sure what's going on. It could be a dare. It could be mental health. It could be it mental could be, health. Yeah, something's wrong. It could wrong. be, if it's a man, it could be someone that's, you know, this. Showing his Mickey to the world. Call the guards. Like, like, and so it just. I just don't believe that nobody called the police. Same. Absolute same. And so, on that case in particular, I think the saving face or the conspiratorial piece, because conspiracies are never like a fucking secret, you know, yeah. underground society. Yeah. They're always around a individual or an entire group of individuals yeah. trying to pretend that they did the right thing. But like, there's that, I saw yesterday a group of journalists, I'm not sure what part of the United States, who knows, that place is on fire. Um, a group of journalists were arrested by a local police station because they found evidence that somebody within high up within the police was arrested for a DUI. So they just went in and ransacked all these journalists' homes as like a threat. What? Yeah. Because, and then because they did that, it then came out even more. So they just shot themselves in the foot. But yeah, like that's, and that is a, con- that's conspiratorial. That's a conspiracy to cover up a crime. Like conspiracies aren't always like, oh, the moon landing didn't happen. Conspiracies are like the guards knew about this and said nothing and covered it up and made sure that nobody found out about it. That's conspiratorial. Like, you know, but that poor, that poor child in the North, like, fuck me, man. That's case. It's like the, that one and Anna Kriegel one, for some reason, they just... I can't deal with them. Anna Kriegel one is I just can't. So Whenever sad. I see her picture, my heart is like, <gasps> like I can't deal with it. Yeah. Because people always say, what case wouldn't you do? And honestly, I, for some reason, I just can't even look at that case. My heart just breaks for her and her family and it's horrific. Her dad died. Did he? Oh, the world's a nightmare. Yeah. Just Christ. Like, her dad died very, like, I think like less than two years, less than maybe a year <sighs> after her death. That, that's happened After a lot. the case. Oh, God, um, for fuck's sake, Anna. Rest in I, peace. I believe he got, I, I want to say he either had a heart problem or he had cancer, but he did die. Oh, yeah, no, that case, man, it kills me. I can't. I saw some girl on TikTok or on TikTok YouTube doing a video about it and I was like I'm not watching this like it's just something about it that I can't the thing about that case but in particular oh, like oh. that one is me I feel the same about it I think one because not that it was so exploited because I don't think it actually was because I think no, because I of think... the 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 age group of yeah. the people's involved and um, the press had to respect that yeah. yeah but I think it just tells I think there's three entire families that have been completely ruined. destroyed and ruined, ruined. And um, I think you need to question, like, the a level of pornography that that boy had on his phone. Yep. Violent and aggressive yep. pornography that that boy had on his phone. And then oh, also right. the fact that, like, Anna had been bullied so severely. Yeah. And she apparently was desperately lonely and incredibly naive. So I think, like, all of the things, like, the things he... I remember being a teenage girl and if a I'm going to say if a boy but if someone I liked or if I was lonely and someone paid me attention I would never think that I was in danger of course not you'd be like they just want to be my friend yeah they want to be my friend and And I want a friend and I want a friend and the amount of like fucked up messed up stupid places I hung out as a teenager do you know what I mean where you just there by the grace of God go I do you know what I mean like where you're you think a poor girl 
yeah and she that I think for me that story just tells a a tale of like an entire as I said three entire families that have been completely torn apart yeah. and obliterated there's the premeditation of it as well there's the premeditation of a child he was like I'm gonna murder I'm her. gonna murder her also her her murder is violent and it's great her murder was particularly like Horrific. the 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 police officer that found her the guardian that found her was in counselling for I'd say years. Months. Yeah, he's probably still in counselling. Like, I'd say after what he found, like that's just to think of a child premeditating that is so deeply frightening and dark and scary. And I just feel like that poor girl. It's like, like with Nora's case, attacking vulnerable people. There's a special place in hell for you. Like the manipulation of a vulnerable person is something that I will never understand. To see somebody in need or. Ne- who wants help or needs help and to think how can I benefit from this is levels of fucked up I'll never understand but yeah so that's Nora's case as I said our deepest sympathies to Nora's family and also I really hope they have found peace with this I know they'll never find full peace but just to think that somebody has actually been given justice for what they did to their mother is very very important for people so yeah that's it that's all I have friend alright we're back next week. Bye, everybody. It's Sarah's story. I don't know what she's doing, but she'll be back next week. It'll be over thingy, I think. Or actually... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm back on Monday night. So we record on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want to work. Whatever yeah. you want. Okay, guys. Have a lovely week. Enjoy your week. Have fun. <sighs> Say goodbye. Bye. Colin! I'll tell a story that is very, very sad Fucking men, fucking men And the gutter are rubbish Feminism rage phase Emma hates the male race Preach Bloody murder Bloody murder Bloody murder Bloody murder And, and a, a very sexy horse Let's sugar go Colin's the recording man Follow him on Instagram He's just a loser Box and a producer Set up the mic and mix their and some teeth Stingy fart, smelly hole, where's me Jenny Glow? Ah, Jesus, no, we have no Jenny Glow! Jenny Glow! Ah, Jesus, we have no Jenny Glow! Ah, Jesus, we have no Jenny Glow! Have no Jenny Glow! Ah, Jesus, we have no Jenny Glow! No, 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 Mamma mia, rig and roll! We have no Jenny Glow! It's way for Dan, and he wants to know if you keep peace, keep peace. Hello, roller skates, free bleeding, 84 cuts. Join the Patreon, only six euro a month. Oh, Emma, maybe I'll live forever. No penis allowed.
feminist cheese.